0: hey guys welcome back to get a heck yes i have something cool coming up i have a masterclass coming up november 15th and it's all about lead generation for wedding photographers it's how to fill your inbox up with inquiries i have sean austin from kiss books he's going to be a guest speaker and he's going to talk about how to create margin in your business to work less and make more money So sign up in my link, it's also in my Instagram link, and it's free for a limited time, so get on it. So today I have Courtney and Dana, Power Sisters from Hustle and Gather. They are wedding planners, they also have a beautiful wedding venue in North Carolina that they built from the ground up, and they are also speakers and do business consulting for wedding professionals. And I just love their heartfelt story about when they were kids, how they were alone a lot. And they had to be strong, a strong team together. And they practically like raised themselves with their little brother. Um, And now literally they have an empire in the wedding industry. And it's not all butterflies. It took super hard work um, to get where they are. But today's hot topic is how to grow a team. And you are going to love it. time hacks because I'm a mom of two, a little bit of woo-woo, and most importantly, self-love and confidence are just a few of the many things we will talk about. I want to give you a genuine thank you for following along my journey. I hope to inspire you every Woo Wednesday so that you say heck yes to listening to this podcast. See you guys soon. Hey everyone. As you know, my name is Carissa Wu. Welcome back to Get a Heck Yes. I have very special guests. Their name is Courtney and Dana. They're my wedding professional industry friends and they're wedding planners. And they are owners of Hustle and Gather. And also they are beautiful sisters. So welcome, Courtney and Dana.
1: Thanks so much thank for having you, us. Thank you. We're excited to be here today. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then where are you guys located? Raleigh area of North yeah. Carolina. North yeah. Carolina. So what's the weather like over there? Uh
1: as fall. ADD. Yeah, that's it is. It's cold. It's hot. It uh-huh. just kind of goes
0: up and down. Yeah. Fallen, oh, that's cute. Fall. Weather yeah. ADD. I never heard that yes. before. Yes. <laughs> nice. Oh. Nice. So tell me in your own words, are the audience like a little bit mm-hmm. about you guys?
2: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, well, you mentioned we're sisters, so I'm the younger one. Met 30 <laughs> plus 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 years ago. 38 years 38 ago. Years ago. I'm 38 uh, too. Yeah. Yeah. And uh that's how old Dana's. Yeah. Um, and we started our original business, CD events, uh, 17 years ago. And we started it as a form of market research to build the best venue. Cause at that point, Dana was wedding venue shopping. We couldn't find any that like hit all the marks. And we're like, you know, it would be fun as opening up a wedding venue. We know nothing about weddings besides our own. So let's plan other people's weddings as a form of research to build this badass venue.
1: Whoa. This is literally just a conversation, conversation we had over lunch. And, you know, mind you, I'm 21 ish, about, you know, engaged, getting married as a. You were 21. Yeah, yeah. Super young. Still had to finish college and just getting married, married right out of college. And it's like, we should do this. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. Whatever. And not thinking about anything other than, like, I just want to plan my wedding. And. Uh-huh. Then, like a couple months later, she's like, so our friend Megan's getting married and we're going to plan her wedding. And I was like, Oh really? No, so we were, did. So you were serious and like, we're going to do this. Yeah. So we made a website on a uh, front page, Microsoft front page uh-huh. oh, that takes back in the day.
0: Wow. Oh, okay. So Dana, you were planning it. your wedding and mm-hmm. then um, Courtney, your friend was getting married and then mm-hmm. she wanted to help plan her wedding.
2: Yep. Yeah. It was like exactly. our family friend, yeah. honestly. Okay. Like it was like, Neither one of our friends, but it was like our mother's best friend's daughter
0: yeah, who okay, was getting okay.
2: married in Asheville and we were going to help plan it. Yeah.
0: Nice. Okay. So that's how it kind of started. And that's then how it started. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about like the first couple of years and then how did you yeah. start the amazing wedding venue? Tell us about the that after. Okay.
2: Yeah. I mean, the first couple of years we took anything and everything, did a couple more like pro bono, kind of getting our feet under us yeah. types of weddings. And then we advertised on Craigslist ah! for our first wedding. <laughs> We too. Got paid two hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> did like twenty four hours worth of work. It was ridiculous. Ah! So ridiculous. Yes, guess. but it was at that particular wedding that we met this caterer, and it was his first wedding, real wedding, paid wedding too. And uh, I wouldn't say it went well, but somehow we endeared ourselves to him, and he started just recommending us to all of the clients that were kind of coming down the pipeline for him because he had a much bigger pipeline than we did at that point. Mm-hmm. And they started hiring us, hiring us. And, um, he had to take a break, uh, due to like some family emergency thing. And one of the clients that was both of our clients at that point. So it was, he was a caterer and they'd recommended us, uh, picked a really large company in the area that's out of business now, sadly enough, uh, Durham catering. Mm-hmm. And so Durham catering took over this wedding. And after we did that wedding, the owner called us and said, Hey, I want to speak to you in our office,
1: which is very nerve wracking. Like,
2: hey, yeah, yeah. like, oh my God. We must've done it. I was job. like, Courtney, what did you say?
1: what, did you say? <laughs> like, what <did laughs> your Unfiltered question. mouse say during this wedding that we're getting a call to the principal's office. Right yeah. Now? So we went to the
2: principal's <laughs> office and he basically was like, Hey, like we had a couple of missteps. You guys are so calm under pressure. Like we loved working with you and how real you are. It's like I recommend one other planner and I'm
1: going to recommend you. And uh that kind of like put us on the map. Yeah. And that was wow. we went from start like and d like 12 weddings, like almost like over 35, 36 weddings yeah. and then it wow. just kind of grew from there.
0: It's yeah. interesting cuz people are always like looking at you. Like you never know where your next step's going and like they they saw like they're watching you and they saw you guys like, you know, kind of being professional, probably having good teamwork as sisters mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then in their mind they're just like, hey, we need someone like you are the right people.
1: Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So that kind of like put us we did that for um I would say 5 four or five more years, um, before we actually opened the Bradford, uh, before we found land. Yeah. So then it was like, we were kind of rolling along really well. We were making some money. We still weren't paying ourselves, but there was money in the bank account.
0: Uh-huh. And
1: Courtney came again, this is Courtney's idea said, Hey, like we have this excess cash. I think it's time to look for some land it's time. Now this is like 2000 and 11, 2011. And so we just went through the recession or we're still in the middle of the recession. So, which we felt like was a good time to jump on land. Cause land was super cheap. Like, you know, it was just an easy time to buy. And so we stumbled on this little piece of property that our real estate agent was like, do you know what you're buying? And we're like, yeah, we know what we're buying. It's just this little piece of land. That'll be fine. And uh-huh. she's like, she's like, you know, it's Chatham County. You have to go through all this planning stuff. And I'm like it has to perk, and you don't know if it's going to perk. Like nothing perks in Chatham County, and uh-huh. and so I was like, well, let's have a planning meeting. So she's like, okay, we're gonna, I'm gonna get the planning director. So we walk into this meeting thinking it was going to be us, two, the planning director, and our real estate agent, and it was that people plus eight other people. Oh yeah, I know. Wow. There was like the fire marshal, mm-hmm. environmental health, tourism. We didn't have a plan or anything. We, no. At yeah. we're not <laughs> At all.
2: Interested in maybe buying <laughs> a piece of property.
1: We're like. We think this is what it's going to look like. Mm -hmm. And it's a really terrible sketch of like a building. And, um, but anyways, they're really gracious, really kind. It it was, it was actually our saving grace. They put us on the right path that we needed Uh. to be on. So it took us about a year to get, you know, rezone permitting, and then we were able to purchase the land. Um, That's kind of a big,
0: I mean, that's a big vision to actually, I'm thinking of like the wild, wild west of like, when they're, you just like buy land, like mm -hmm, I never hear of that. Like, Hey, let's buy land to build like our dream venue. Like that, where did that idea stem from? Like whose idea was that?
1: Well, I think it came from necessity because you could have, we could have easily bought something. Well, one, we didn't want the history of, of a lot of like places in the south had. Like we didn't oh, want great. like an old plantation or anything like oh,
0: that.
1: Yeah. Um and then we also didn't want an old house that so we had to renovate because yeah. the cost of that would have been probably more expensive than just building something new. At that time. At that time. So yeah. we said, hey, let's just build something that looks old. Um <laughs> we did. <laughs> that doesn't have any history. So our land was literally just a turnip field. That was all that it was. Yeah. Um and, uh-huh. you know, just kind of make our own history with it. So so what, yeah.
0: is the, what kind of venue is it? Like, tell us the vibe and like, yeah, and it's, guests, uh, it's on
2: six, it's on 16 acres. It's a French country estate wow. kind of house. And it has a uh, lots of like manicured lawns, like side garden, back garden, terrace. And it has a smaller ballroom that's attached and then a larger ballroom. Mm-hmm.
0: Cool. So we like oh, in North do Carolina, do, um, sorry. Do you still do like planning or do you work mostly on, the venue or do you like what's the percentage and then hustle and gather <laughs> oh, God. so we
2: have teams for we have teams for all of us yes, so. Oh, yeah, so we have I mean full, to today, so. Yeah, full-time <laughs> managers for cnd we have directors and managers for the bradford we have a full-time marketing director that does all of our marketing and branding we have an office manager that kind of has their hand in all of it and then we personally do hustle and gather manage it and um kind of oversee things. We have like touch points throughout the week with these teams. So we don't actively manage the space. Okay. And
0: my mind is kind of blown because you guys are just freaking crazy CEO, CEO, sister, boss ladies, but tell us a little bit about hustle and gather.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So hustle, hustle and gather is, um, our speaking and consulting and kind of education branch of our business. So, you know, we had all this business knowledge through, Mostly failure, you know, and some successes. And we're like, <laughs> yeah, we, really I love feel, it. we really feel like we wanted to kind of demystify that entrepreneurship. We love the idea of inspiring other people to pursue their passion and their dreams. Yeah. And I mean, did of- you
1: hate it? I don't know, I don't know if you had this experience, but you would have somebody And they'd be like, okay, so I wanted to be, you know, a wedding planner. And I went to like one bridal show and I got like 50 contracts and I quit my job and I was making six figures. And I'm like, that's bullshit. That's not what happened. Like we all know that's not what happened. Like, you know, like it it was different. It was slow. And I feel like every, like for so many people, they only hear like the rainbows and butterflies side of entrepreneurship. And yes, there's a lot of beauty in it. But there's also so many different there's this, everyone has a different path. So We really wanted to kind of talk about that. like because oh, yeah, uh, it was different.
0: Like,
2: before, before we did event, wow, well, we did event planning and built the,
1: the Bradford, we were both teachers,
2: mm-hmm. right? So I guess our kind of our stick is a little bit more like we're like the everyday entrepreneurs. Yeah. Like you don't have to come from entrepreneurs or come from a lot of money to yeah. make something really great. Right.
0: Okay. So yeah. has Gather, gathered, do you work mostly with wedding professionals or all like creative entrepreneurs?
2: We are mostly in like the hospitality space. Mm-hmm. So if you're like, we consulted with rental companies and other venues, uh, lighting companies, wedding planners, et cetera. So kind of in that hospitality genre. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. What's like your secret sauce or like your superpower for your, you know, education <laughs> programs for helping these Um, Uh, hospitality workers, or yeah,
1: I think it's well, I guess it could. What
0: is your secret sauce? I would say it's
1: authenticity. I feel like we're just not afraid to be honest and real. And I think that a lot of times, you know, we've been in like we've had, you know, people kind of mentor us or whatever. And I feel like they're afraid to just say it. And I'm like, just say it, like, tell me I'm wrong. That's Mm -hmm. fine. Like, I'm not upset about it. Like, I'd rather that's why I'm here. Like, you know, and I feel like we're not afraid to just be real and then give, you know, say like, Hey, like, this is what you're not thinking about. Like, you know, your mind's in the right place, but like, these are all the things that like red flags we're seeing and, you know, and at the same time being encouraging, but we're just authentic. We're real. Like Courtney Mm -hmm. said, we didn't come for money. Like we worked hard our entire life and, you know, we're not afraid to, to do the hard work and and to do the hustle. And I think that, you know, you can help other people embrace that, I guess.
0: No, I think, you know, when you have the experience that you guys have, it's like, say someone's has a problem. You could tell them that at that exact time, like what the next step is. And it's yes. a very real way, because all, we both know that there's no like cookie, cookie cutter system for everyone's success. And right. even if you have, um, you know, a lot of tips for them, they still have to kind of fail themselves, too, mm-hmm. you know, because you can't just like Hey, plug and play. You're going to be successful. Like there is more to it than that.
1: Totally. Right. And while we're
2: like, you know, no, like Bezos or Zuckerberg, whatever, but I think we've been through a lot of phases of business, kind Mm -hmm. of like that very beginning phase and the growing phase and the messy middle phase. Mm -hmm. And so like, we understand like some of the pitfalls that come with each of those phases and some of like the fears that come in those and self-doubt that comes in those phases as well. So.
0: Yeah, that we've risen
2: above that completely, but yeah, no, no, no,
0: no. Like we're always we're always like growing and thinking and you know having different things to overcome. But what's like a typical day for you guys?
1: <laughs> there is no typical day. Okay.
0: Tell me a little bit about a typical week or your favorite day.
1: Mondays, I think actually. We don't go to the
2: office on Mondays. We go to oh, the office a no. lot of oh, we Mondays. Do but the office isn't in the office. Yeah.
1: So like we typically kind of set our week up on Mondays. So whether that's we're in the office together, working on some projects, or we'll go get lunch together and kind of just, you know, have a meeting of the minds or whatever. It's just, it's a kind of tone set for the week. Mm -hmm. Um, I can always tell when we don't get to our Mondays, like because we're traveling or something, it's always super stressful, but Monday's we're in the office. The whole team is in on Tuesday, like the entire team. So all of our managers for all the planning companies and the Bradford and whatnot. And then Wednesday, Thursday, it's a it's a smorgasbord of people that are there.
2: Well, Um, so we we've divided and conquered our businesses. So like I have both the planning teams. So I am the one that uh, meets with them and kind of gets the download from the weekend and talks about like upcoming like if we're going over a new SOP or if we're implementing a new system, or if we have questions, like I'm the person that they come to. So we have a Tuesday set meeting for that. And then right after Dana has a meeting with the Bradford, mm-hmm. which is our venue team with the directors. Yeah. Um, and then we typically like try to get some sort of like personal work done. Like if I have a consulting client or, which is very hard on which Tuesdays, is very, very hard, but I'll try to fit it in there. But then we also teach a class at uh, Meredith. So college. we are the, the college here where we have the intro to hospitality or sorry, intro to special events, Wow. adjunct professor. So Dana does Tuesdays and then I do Thursdays.
1: Um, so that's kind of how our afternoon is taken oh. up there. So it's really busy. And then we both have kids. Like I have two kids. Courtney has three. Wow.
0: Um, I was gonna so that.
1: yeah. So it's a lot of like, it's a lot of shuffling. I feel yeah. like every week it's, uh, you know, where's the gaps? How can I fill the holes? And mm-hmm. it's just, I don't know. I feel like I just, I was talking to my husband about this last the other week. I was like, I feel like I'm just fitting everything in into all the cracks and crevices of my life as yeah. much as
0: I can, because yeah. it's
1: just what it feels like, you know. It's just busy. So I'm
0: on the same boat as you guys. Mm-hmm. I going really to ask you kind of a fun question about sisterhood. Mm-hmm. Um, I have two daughters, and they're about three years apart. Mm-hmm. Um, what was like it like growing up? Like, how did your parents like instill this? almost like a partnership between you, you sisters, um, and then like how do you guys grow so much together? Like, is there some sort of like mentor you have coach book? Um, it's, it's hard to grow this in like this, this, this path together. Um, mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about that dynamic between you two, like even growing mm-hmm. up and how you guys become, like have this vision together and then kind of, you know, go through the weeds because I know it's not easy.
1: Ah, mm-hmm. huh. it's never question. really been asked that question. Um, we probably have two very different perspectives. Okay. I gotta I, I, be honest. I, 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 so like, I think that, and I have to be like, truly the success of our relationship, I think really like rests on the shoulders of Courtney. Um, Aww. I feel like from, like, I don't know where this is going, honestly, <laughs> but I mean, but from the time, I mean, we were always close, like, We were the we were we had a younger brother, so we were the sisters. So we always and we were left alone a lot. We were so like our parents. We had a mom that was kind of in and out of
2: the hospital, and I mean she's still with us, but she she just sickly. Like when we were growing up, and we had a dad that worked like a ninety-hour a week job, was never there. So like from the time we were probably like I think I might have been like nine or Mm ten, I was in charge of my brother and sister. Like Mm -hmm. they weren't there. Like I you know, and Dana and I kind of like rolled the roost and she was like my partner in crime, literally like all the time and like getting things done and whatnot. So I think that's probably why we were so close because we were left on our own a lot.
1: Yeah, but I think that she... I think she genuinely pursued that relationship in tough times. So like think like middle school when I was in middle school that's a tough time, right? Like I hated everybody and Courtney was like basically like it, like forced herself into my life. Like <laughs> forced it. And and then even as adults, it kind of that's really how it, it came about like when I was in college, my parents had moved back to Florida. She was married. And so, and I was dating my husband at the time who lived in North Carolina. And so I spent half my summers with her, um, lived on her couch, basically sometimes when they moved, I had, had my own room, but, um, (laughs) lived on the couch for a while. Uh, but yeah, so I think that there was always this, uh, like she always made space for me in her life. And I can't say that was always the case for me, but I was the younger sister. So I don't think that's how I thought necessarily. Um, so I think there was that aspect of it and, you know, and I feel like, and I, I do think when I, and I've told Dana this on more than one occasion that when
2: I think back on the original like scheme of like, we're going to be wedding planners and we're going to open this venue, it was a form of like controlling her life in a way such that it like <laughs> stayed in my sphere, you yes. know, like the idea of her like moving away or like doing something that I wasn't going to be involved in was like paralyzing to me, Mm -hmm. not in like a controlling way, but like, I always just wanted to be in the same orbit. You know what I mean?
0: That's so cool. It's like, Courtney, I guess, I don't know if you know this about you, but you're probably just like this natural born leader.
2: Mm -hmm. I probably am. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's, it makes me emotional. Like just to hear about like, you guys weren't given everything, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. you guys had to grow up fast and you had to work together and Mm -hmm. it's almost like you guys need each other. Like you mm-hmm. can't do it without each other.
2: Well, I think it made us very resourceful. Yeah, yeah for sure. Like it was like, there was no problem that we weren't going to solve when we were like eight, and nine, there wasn't any problem as an adult that we weren't going to solve. Like we just figured it out, mm-hmm. you know,
0: Aww. I could talk about this forever, but let's go into our hot topic. <laughs> I know. I, I don't know why it's like, I feel so emotional about it because it's like, I just think about you guys as kids and just like, Hey, like what, what do we do next? You know, like mm-hmm. what's our next plan of action and then it kind of like resonates to being an entrepreneur and it's like hey what's our big vision today like what are mm-hmm. our goals today and then you guys don't take it for granted you know because it's no. like come from like nothing nothing was like given to you at all so it's like you have to like build your own blocks it yes. really
2: was I think we did yeah. kind of like create our own world probably like weekly and <laughs> like yeah. pour it down and did something different and like had all these like the weirdest we had the weirdest games that we played that would be like day long like yeah (laughs) i don't know life simulation games i really have no idea but it was
0: like these it was like
2: our own world for sure yeah
0: wow there's never a dull moment with you guys i'm sure no (laughs) (laughs) okay so what is the hot topic today and why is it so special to you
1: Mm, it's building your dream team um and i think the reason why it's so special kind of really going back to the conversation we just had that but is we've always been a team and we've always gone through life um never alone and when we kind of jumped into entrepreneurship the first thought was we could do it just the two of us by ourselves and it would be okay and we quickly realized that, that was not the case at all and that we had to build that team and you know we haven't we've been very successful with our team we've had some failures along the way for sure like we've made some really massively huge mistakes but i think at the end of the day we've kind of created this this team that we can really rely on and that allows us to lead a very full life. Um, yeah. And I think it's so important as entrepreneurs to get out of that solopreneurship really. So you can have that life. I
0: I, am just trying to wrap my head around like your story that you just Mm -hmm. said to us. And I feel like maybe you had this big vision of like the, the Bradford, like the, the venue, you have your planning company, you, you're so knowledgeable. So, and you guys are teachers, so you have your coaching So it's kind of like, okay, how do we put like these kind of blocks together? Mm -hmm. Um, But I know it's so scary because you have to pay these people. So what was like, what are some tips of even starting building Mm -hmm. a team?
2: Yeah. yeah, I think I that was super scary. Was I super mean, scary. I do remember when we brought the first person on and it was part-time and she was an intern and she did a really great job. And Dana approached me and was like, I really want to bring this person on and pay her to like take these things off of our plate. And I was super skeptical. I was like, yeah. well, We're hardly paying
1: our bills. Like, yeah. how
2: are we gonna pay someone else?
1: And I think to be clear about our story is that like we had no intention of never owning anything but a venue. Like right. we thought the venue was gonna open, we were gonna shut down C events. And that's what we were going to do. We didn't, our thought was never, we were going to be like coaches or mentors. Our thought was never that we were going to have multiple businesses. But when it came down to it, we had this, of uh, this planning company that was doing 70 weddings a year. We've poured our seven years into it, eight years into it. And we're like, I don't think I can let this go. Like, I just don't think. We I also had
2: all these people committed to us Yeah, like that. That's yeah. what they did. That was their job. And yeah. Um, they'd kind of believed in us. And so then we were like, all right. And we've tried many iterations of planning companies and gone back and forth and whatnot, like how we did the behind the scenes team growing, like from 1099 employees to W2 employees to like mm-hmm. some yeah. hybrid of both. And, um, but we, I think we honestly just felt like it wouldn't have been fair to the people who trusted us for us not to continue, on. continue on for them.
0: Yeah, and you're so. to the choir. Like, it's, mm-hmm. I, I posted on Facebook almost a year ago that I retired from photography. But guess what? <laughs> there you are <laughs> taking, taking pictures. pictures. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Like, yeah, like it was like I thought you were retired. I'm like, I do.
2: Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're like,
2: guys. call me Tom Brady.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hope, That's right. My husband is not divorce <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Doing both coaching and. That's right. Okay, uh, so
1: yeah. I guess
0: tip number? Do you guys have number of tips or do you want to just kind of, yeah. Yeah. So I think so.
1: we start slow. Yeah. Start slow. So for us, for the planning side, our very first team member, um, we knew that for planning, planning is really hard. Like it's, it's about a lot of times when you first start, it's about quantity and not quality. So you're talking about like amount of weddings and you can definitely charge what you think you're worth and all that, but you're always going to undercut what you think you're worth. So for us, we needed to do more weddings to create a better profit. And we're only two people. And so we said, well, let's bring in, a contractor, a contract, uh, employee, and we're going to book them out and we're not going to pay them until we get paid. So I'm not promising them anything. I'm going to say, we're going to say, this is our goal. We're going to work hard to get you to this goal, but I'm not paying you until the wedding is done. I have the check from the client and then I will pay you. So it was a really, it was a really safe safe way for us to make that very first team member. And we did that for for many, many, many years. And then we had the Bradford and this is where Courtney was talking about. We had that intern that we wanted to bring yeah. on.
2: So. Yeah, but we had the intern and we needed some, cause it's not, it wasn't like the same direct ROI. It's like, oh, we're gonna book this wedding and you're gonna get this percentage of it. It was just basically this pile of bills that we had to pay. And at right. that point we were trying to figure out how are we gonna pay it? It's not like we had this 500 weddings or something. Right. You know, I think we had 12 our first year did That's not awesome. pay the bills.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> pay the bills yeah
2: so yeah so thinking about bringing that person on part-time and then i think and i think this is a really key point too is you don't know what kind of manager you are at that Mm -hmm. point i think understanding the type of person you want to manage how you're going to manage and there's an art form to delegating right Mm -hmm. too because i think a lot of people when you like i'm going to build this team and i'm just going to hire this person and you've never managed or delegated, you are not using that person to the best of their abilities. There's a lot of like feelings that get in the way and tends to not be successful. So I think starting off slowly that with something that's a little lower risk, part-time, maybe an intern, etc., to figure out your delegation and management style, I think is key.
0: I was shooting weddings basically for free or for like a grand. And I was having to haggle for every single session to try and like show them my value. And now I have clients coming to me saying that they want to work with me. And I have more importantly, other people in the industry recognizing my worth and asking me to work with them, which to me means even more than the clients because they're people who've been in the industry for 10 plus years. They've seen, you know, hundreds of other photographers and they're able to recognize me and the value that I can offer them. Yep, that's my student, Kimberly. She's just one of my dozens of students crushing it. Go on my website, www.heckyesmedia.co, and book a 15-minute strategy session with me. Only if you want to be booked out on multiple preferred vendor lists and have a proven marketing plan. That is a genius tip. I mean... Mm-hmm. Hey, you're not going to get paid till I get paid. So Mm -hmm. you don't want to go in the hole. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that was smart, but you also had like this person that trusted you. Mm -hmm. um, And you told them like the big vision of where Mm -hmm. they could grow with your company. So is that person, did they hit the goal? Are they still working with you? Yes. So
2: their original C and D person, mm -hmm. literally she left our company last year. So she was with us for almost 17
1: years. No, 15 15 years,
2: years, 15
0: years. Um,
1: yeah. So a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. And then like the, and for that, that was a little bit easier for us because it wasn't really, they just had to follow a general company standard. We didn't interact every single day because they're just working on their events, We're working on our events and where we really started to see like, okay, we really have to build this team and build company culture at this time. Because at that point we could kind of get away with not having like a real company culture because we weren't in the office together necessarily was with the Bradford. Mm -hmm. And for the Bradford, we never had any intention. I don't think of like, we just thought, oh, we're going to have these weddings and we'll just work the weddings. We're used to working weddings. And we figured we would book like 50 weddings a year. That doesn't seem hard between the two of us, 25, 25. It'd be fine. Well, when you got into it, the how much work it took to run a venue and had, was had nothing to do with executing the day the day was minuscule compared to all the back end stuff right wow. and everything that came with it and we realized that we had a lot of skill gaps like we didn't have necessarily all the skills to do all the things that we needed to do and um we were too close to the product like oh, yeah. it was really hard to sell something that you like loved and loathed at the same time like <laughs> yeah. i loved it but i like hate the freaking fact that like, I'm not getting a paycheck for this because you're sucking all the money out of me, you know? So like, there was definitely like these moments where I was like, we need to get out of our own way. Like really, we need to get out of our own way. We're the ones holding us back. We need to bring in an energized team member that can like really do this job. So we went from that intern that Courtney was talking about that kind of did a little bit of work for us. And then, um, we, um, hired our first outside employee and, um, it was crazy, so we were really worried about getting this wrong. And I don't suggest doing this, but this is how we did it: is that we had um, we did a bunch of interviews. We had two good candidates, and we could not choose between the two of them. And at this point, we hadn't really, we didn't really fully understand the full job ahead of us, which is a mistake that we made. We should have, we should have understood the job a little bit more. Um, but we put them into a six-week internship, which we called in our like behind the scenes, we called it the hunger games. We did not tell them we called it this, but (laughs) basically like they were competing, they were competing for the job. And at the end of the six weeks, we picked the most promising best, whatever. And, um, and it was really great. It really showed us who, who worked really hard. It really showed us who we got along with the most, like in terms of like, who could I give constructive criticism to, and they accept it and change as opposed to maybe someone who I felt worried, I kind of walked on eggshells to give them constructive criticism and realize, Hey, we don't jive manager to employee. employee. Um, and she was a great employee. She like pushed our brand. So, I mean, she became the brand, she, put, the brand. she embodied she like, did
0: the, the hospitality, the hospitality of side of it, the Bradford, right. We
1: didn't really
2: think about it until that point.
1: Yeah. And so after her, like she left because her husband, uh church planted and we all got really, Courtney cried and I was so upset. It was really hard, but I mean, she gave us the confidence that we know what we're doing. We know how to hire. And she created such a great system for the next person to come into. And then the next person created a great system for the next person to come into that. It's been like a really great seamless process. So on that vein is hire slowly is what Courtney said, and then um, create the systems and processes. So it's easy to transfer over from one person to the next person. It yeah. really creates that seamless um, transaction. Cause your people aren't with you yeah. forever, especially
0: also like maybe, I mean, obviously you guys did it, but maybe she helped create your core values. Oh, she, she did.
1: She did for yeah. sure. Yes. Especially in the, in the very beginning, she helped create like what we wanted to stand for.
0: She just had
2: like so much enthusiasm for people and yeah. like her level of hospitality and care was something that's definitely we've carried through for all of our employees and through our mission statement and kind of brand value. And I feel like she was really instrumental in creating that because we didn't have it at that point. Right, we just, all we had was like fatigue, jaded, resentment, and a lot of fear about like paying these bills. And like, what the hell did we just Mm -hmm. jump into? You know what I mean? So she came in and was able to be this amazing client face without all of the kind of back end, like the backstory, you know? Mm -hmm. And it really propelled us to that next level. And what Dana didn't tell you was that, When she left, the position was really too big for one person at that point. Like we needed to divide and conquer between like sales and logistics at that point. So we're maybe doing like 35 or 40 events. And Dana was very burnt out on the C and D end. And she was like, look, I want to break from this. I don't want to do these weddings. Like I'm not enjoying it. So I'm going to come in as the sales director for the Bradford. We're still going to hire somebody and we'll work together until we're at a point where we can hire another, a, a second person for that role. And that was really instrumental because it allowed her to kind of step in, see where the holes were, make a better process and procedures. And then also allowed us to make really clear job descriptions mm-hmm. for that next round of hires, because we knew ex- exactly what was going on. Cause she was in the day-to-day
1: event. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: yeah. So uh, I- you mentioned, um, get out of your own way. Does that mean maybe like Dana, you were too busy for, like, doing these, planning these weddings, like day to day. And then you kind of had to like step back as a CEO and then kind of look at it as like a more overview lens. Tell us some more about like the, the fact that like, how did you get out of your own way?
1: Yeah. I think it, I, I feel like we kind of, as business owners and entrepreneurs, we feel like we're the only ones that can do it. Like, and I've, and I have felt this way, even with my business partner, like I'm the only one that can do this job. It's a life
2: mantra. for right. you
1: know. <laughs> Like, it's just me. And I think that the minute that you realize. That you, that there is someone out there that can normally do it better than you even if it was your idea and your dream, they can normally do it better than you, um, that, that you are instrumental in some way, but you are not the end all be all to the system or the process or the job or whatever. Um, it really allows you to recognize, okay, what is my strength? And I think that's where that you know, that time when I took a step back and said, okay, like I'm burnt out, I want to do this process because I knew that the Bradford needed two people, but I couldn't have told you what the two people needed to do. And I was like, I'm not just going to put a bandaid on this situation. And, And, you know, this is a great opportunity for me to say, okay, let me, let me truly understand what this job looks like and be able to create those, um, to create those procedures. And so I took what I didn't realize was a skill, which was being able to make a process. Like I'm, that's my jam. Like I'm an SOP person. Like that's what I'm really good at. Mm -hmm. Um, and then recognize that everything else, like the wedding planning, the social media, the accounting I gave up at that point, all that that's not what I'm good at. And it was just holding me back and it was holding our business back. And so many times our biggest growth that we've ever had, we've gone from like this point to this point has always been because we've said, we're not the best at this. We need to hire someone to do this. That's better than I am. And that's what's pushed us. You know,
0: uh, this conversation is like, literally like my whole body is buzzing. I don't know if it's about you guys or the coffee, but I feel like, so. <laughs> inspired by just like talking to people that have big visions and can Mm -hmm. overcome so many obstacles. But do you mind if I recap real fast? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So building a team, So number one is understanding like who you are as a manager and starting slow, but that Mm -hmm. takes you no time and, you know, Mm -hmm. some failures. And um, number two is leaning into your core values. So I'm assuming one of them is hospitality. Mm -hmm. Um, We can talk more about that in a little bit. And then being create number three is being be creative in how you hire. So I love that fact that you did like the internship through almost like <laughs> the amazing race to be like one of your workers, but right. they don't know it, you know? Yeah. So you're kind of see who meshes well with you. And I totally agree because I always say like, you never know, like if it's going to be a good second shooter until you actually mm-hmm. work with them a couple of times, right. you know, they could be passing out their business cards. Um, you never know. Um, and then Take us away with number four, which is meet your employees where they are at. What does that mean? Mm -hmm.
1: So I, that's for us, it's very much like meeting their needs. Um, So I think this comes in a lot. There's lots of ways to meet your employees needs. First is you have to take a look at for us and we're hiring somebody. What, what does it cost to live in Raleigh? Like. Just straight up, like, what's the living wage? Right. Like, Uh, um, that's super important. And for many years we hired very young people. And those young people have stayed with us. So they have outgrown their parents' insurance. So I think it was a two years ago, one of our people said, like, hey, like, I'm turning 26 and um I need I need health insurance. mm -hmm. (laughs) Like we were like, what? Oh, oh, yeah, okay. Health insurance, (laughs) right? Yeah. And we figured it out. And so like, I think the first is like meeting their needs as to like their actual physical needs, like finances, health insurance, do you have benefits? I think that's super important. That's the first one I would say. And then,
2: yeah. then I think too, like we love this, a friend of ours said this, that you, um, train a team, but you manage an individual. Mm -hmm. And I think that everybody, no matter what they're what role they play in your organization or company, they want to be seen and they want to be seen as an individual and who they are. So I think taking that time to make sure you're meeting their emotional needs and understanding that they're important to you as a person and not just as a producer. Mm-hmm. Cause I think that everyone wants to feel like that sense of connection and that sense of importance and appreciation. And I think that's equally as important to making a really productive Happy to work team.
1: Right. And the way to do that is to trust your people. And for us, like our people love flexibility. Like we, you know, we have sacred days in the office that's non negotiables. And then, you know, they have flexibility to, get their job done at home at a coffee shop or whatnot. But truthfully, the office is so much fun. Most of the time they just come into the office, but Um, you know, they have that flexibility. And so I think, you know, meeting your employees where they're at is understanding their life, like understanding who they are. Are they parents? Like, do they need a little more flexibility in the summer? Do they need flexibility during snow days? Like what happens when their kid gets sick? Like, just understanding what their basic needs are and like what life stage they're at. can help you manage them like, like so much better because to you, it could look at them being lazy and not coming in. But ultimately if you know who they are and you know, their circumstances, you're like, Oh, it's a snow day today. Like mm-hmm. I bet you they have two kids at home and their husband's a surgeon. So there's no way for them to get here. Right. Like yeah. it kind of gives you that kind of compassion piece yeah, of it.
0: I love that. I, I, you know, I shoot a lot of weddings and I have second shooters come and on downtime,s I always ask them like, how's your family? Or like, how's your, mm-hmm. are you still trying to get back with your girlfriend or like, you know, the younger <laughs> ones or what's the dating life like? And I always try to remember. And then the next time we shoot, I always try to like, you know, recap on what they said last time. And I think mm-hmm. it really makes a big difference because they say, Oh my God, thank you. Like so much for asking. Like mm-hmm. it, it means a lot. They're not just, you know, a number, they're a right. person and they, when they come to, you know, work in the office, like they feel like it's a family, but I guess that brings me to my next question, but tell me a little bit more about your core values.
2: Yeah. That's a good question.
1: That's a Good question.
2: Well,
0: I,
1: I mean, I don't know if we have like a umbrella one, we can talk about core values and like,
2: yeah, I mean, I think for us it's about honesty. Yeah, sure. It's definitely a core value, oh. um, mm-hmm. integrity, mm-hmm. uh, hospitality, and so I think if I were to think about what that looks like in actuality I mean, we aren't like the micromanager, so mm-hmm. understanding again, like why that's important, we're not hoverers. Like we don't know, like that I don't know what you're doing minute by minute, hour by hour, I have check ins on like projects and things like that, but we tend to be very trusting and sometimes it's bitten us in the mm-hmm. butt for sure. You know, like sometimes it's not gone 100% how we want things to go. Like we wouldn't have made that decision or I wouldn't have spent the money that way, mm-hmm. but at the same time. Uh, It allows our employees to have some ownership, but it also means like when you're feeling burned out, when you're getting jaded, when you're getting to that point of, you know, like frustration, don't try to cover it up. Like Mm -hmm. be honest about where you're at and how you're feeling because all of those things translate directly to our client experience. And for us, like ultimately, like we're in the business of weddings or in the business of producing and facilitating and being a big part of somebody's, what they would consider the most important day of their life. Right. So we can't have somebody who's jaded or off or burnt out and is not being honest about where they're at in their Mm -hmm. situation. And and a good example of this is we have had a, an employee that, um, she was actually hybrid. So she was full-time, but she kind of came on middle of the year and is doing half C and D work and picking up a couple of extra Bradford shifts, like venue management, because we had so many weddings this year. We just were kind of in between hiring a person or not. So she said, She's like, Hey, like this, this is a lot for me. And I think Dana offered. She's like, You know, I see you're stressed out, like I heard through the grapevine, blah, blah, blah. Like what's going on? And she said, You know, it's just a lot with the Bradford and these weddings and whatnot for this particular month. And Dana said, Can I take a few off of your plate? Aww. And she thought about it and it's like, don't say no, just because you're trying to impress us. Like what uh-huh. would be more impressive is for you to say, yes, this is overwhelming. This would really mean a lot to me. And just let us do it. Right. Cause uh-huh. we want to help and we want to facilitate, uh-huh. but to be able to be honest with yourself uh-huh. and to, uh-huh. and to make sure that ultimately you're putting the client first and
0: uh-huh. you know,
2: yourself first, I think is important.
0: But yeah. just the fact that you said that, that m- m- means would mean a lot to me. If someone uh-huh. just said that it actually fill me my heart with love to the point where I was like, maybe it gave you that extra steam to do those two weddings, you Mm -hmm, know? mm -hmm. And that's what you just needed to hear. Like, Hey, you're doing a great job. Like I see Mm -hmm. that you're working really hard. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, One last question before we go into like fun Mm -hmm. questions, but I would say like, this is like kind of overall question, but say you're like a wedding photographer um, or a planner And you're just getting too busy and you have like this big vision of kind of growing. What would be like, maybe like some step to do today to grow your Mm -hmm. team or like maybe a mindset shift.
1: I would say the first thing, and this normally breeds, we don't do this specifically, but this is more verbally for us is to out loud or write down everything you do in a day, like everything a day, a week, a month everything you do, all your job roles. Right. And then start taking that list and putting on the list of things that you want to stop doing or that suck the life out of you. Right. That make you feel like you can't like that. You just don't want to do right. And see if there's things in common. So for me a lot of that was accounting and HR. Mm-hmm. Right. That was a lot of it. Or and see if that's something that you can hire for, whether that's like a virtual assistant, mm-hmm. um, whether that is maybe you need a second person to, to alleviate the volume of business or whatnot. But start kind of pinpointing those things that are, you know, just draining you. And if yeah. it's something that you can hire oh, for. Oh
0: know, I love that tip. How about you, Courtney? Yeah, I think
1: kind of similar like What
2: are like, think about what is the cost of you doing some of those things? Mm -hmm. Is my time worth more? Would I be able to take on an extra event or two events or three events? If I had somebody that was doing X, is that going to cost me less than those three events that I'm going to make? Right. So I think thinking through your time or as a resource I think as entrepreneurs, oftentimes we think about our time as the freebie, like, Mm -hmm. oh, it's cheaper for me, but in actuality, it is costing you money. Mm -hmm. Like that time is money. Your time is valuable and you want to be putting your time, especially when you're in that beginning stages of growing a business where it's going to be the most productive and the most lucrative for
0: you. Wow. Yeah. Those are great. That's great advice. I think I want to do that today. I do have a team, but (laughs) it's nice to actually like see it out. Like, Hey, what's everything you're doing. And yeah, we want to create a peaceful life. You have two kids, you have three kids. Mm-hmm. So It's like, it's like eliminating the things that are not like kind of serving us. And so, you know, Dana could step into your SOP role and just be like SOP queen. So that's yeah. um, okay. So fun questions. Let's see, I guess. I mean, your lives are pretty awesome. Like this big dream team, but What do
1: you guys, like, what brings you joy, um, outside of work? Wow. It's a great question. We work a
2: lot. We do work a lot. (laughs) Try to find joy within work.
0: Um, (laughs) oh, that's a good question. I mean, good answer. I like that. That should be a bumper sticker. We travel, you know, we, we travel a lot lot together. So like
2: when we go and we speak and we keynote and whatnot, like sometimes we'll take an extra day on the front end or the back end we've taken our team places with us and we've spoken. So it's been a really great team bonding experience. So it kind of blurs the lines between work and fun and life and whatnot. Uh, so
1: I think that brings, I think that brings me a lot of joy doing that. I agree. I mean, I think family does for, I I think the kids are, my kids, our kids are older. So they're mine are 10 and 12. Courtney's is 14. 11, 11 and, eight. and eight or whatever. Okay. Um, so I think right now their phase of life is super fun as much as it's stressful and everyone like bitches about the middle school years and high school years, but <laughs> it is, it's just neat seeing them like kind of come in to people and like, mm-hmm. you know, experiencing things with them and whatnot. Like I, I find that's been, I, I don't know, that's been super fun these past few years. It's just like seeing life through their eyes a little you bit seeing them
2: try things. And yeah. we get to see it all. Like You'll go to one of my son's football games, and I go to a baseball game, yeah. and like
1: seeing Ada play basketball, and
2: hopefully, encouraging
1: Nora to play basketball. My daughter, getting you know. Taylor Swift tickets. I signed up, so you know oh, that will take the girls too. Oh yeah, yeah oh my God, that that's stuff. my
0: dream to do with my daughters. But mm-hmm. like your biggest mom boss t- tip for me? I guess because mm-hmm. your, your kids are a little bit older.
1: Yeah, mom boss tip. Um, We say this often that work life balance is kind of bullshit. Awesome. It's not ah. real, um, <laughs> that you have you're to, not going to achieve it. You're not going to achieve it. It's not a real thing that I think that you have to make a decision every for every day, like whether right. for, if, I mean, a mom has to make a decision every single day, right? What are you going to do? Are you going to work on this thing in your business or are you going to pick up your kid from carpool? Right. And it's okay that the answer isn't always to pick up your kid from carpool right. And that you have to make an informed decision as to what are you missing? Like, are you missing something that's super valuable? Like for me, like I don't make every single baseball game, but if it's a game that I promised my son, I was going to get to, I'm going to get their hell or high water. But if it's a game and it's the middle of the season, it's not a big deal. Like totally fine. You know, like, yeah, I'm going to ask for pictures. I'm going to call him about it. We're going to yeah. talk about the next day. And I'm going to have like a little twinge of like, wish I was there. But at the ultimately I had peace about that decision because I knew wherever I was, was where I needed to be you know? Yeah. So give yourself some grace. But
2: then like at the same time, like I think Dana and I both took off five to six weeks over yes. summer. Like we're with our kids. on mm-hmm. like vacations and doing things and whatnot. Dana took off yesterday and did chaperoning for a field trip. So mm-hmm. like, it's not, I think you hear a lot about that with entrepreneurship. Like it's just so draining or it's, it's hard to be a mom and business owner. And it is hard. I'm not saying that it's hard, but also like I think you need to at times like lean into both. Like Mm -hmm. it's fine to put that business stuff aside and take a day and be with your kid or what mental day or whatever it is that you need to do. Because why else did you get into business for yourself? Like I know I personally didn't get into business to have it run my life, right? Mm -hmm. I got into business to facilitate my life. And if it's not doing that, then what is the point? So I think kind of getting back to like some of those reasons mm-hmm. as to why you got into business and why you do what you do and give yourself grace in both. Like I, I tell a story. I've told it a couple of times that, um, Dana and I do speaking and are probably gone maybe like a sum total of, let's say generously four weeks a year, Yeah, maybe. Right. So the other 48 weeks a year were there, you know, and it could be like a Tuesday here or three days here or whatever. And it was just this one particular like string of times that I was like, maybe gone two days and home for three weeks and then gone another four days or whatever. And I was walking my kid to the bus stop and he, I was like, Hey, I'm leaving for a trip. I'm going to be gone tomorrow. And he was like, what you're leaving again. And I was like, yeah, he's like, you're barely a mother. And I was like, Uh well, (laughs) I understand you feel that way. I was like, but here I am walking you to school. I'm Aww. I'm at the house when you get off the bus like 90% of the time.
0: Aww. And I was
2: like, and you know what? This really is something that I want to do. I think it's important. It fulfills me. I feel like it has purpose in my life. And I am 20% of the family too. So 20% of the time it's going to be about what I need and not Aww. necessarily about what you that need. And so that is I want them to see that because I don't want for them to live an adult life that they feel beholden to like this one particular role or like they can't do what it is that brings them purpose for the, you know, for a crazy eight-year-old. But, you know, Mm -hmm. so I think thinking through those things, like what are we modeling, uh, prioritizing when we need to do something and that's fine or when they need something and that's fine.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, Courtney, that was such a beautiful story. I really, Mm -hmm. really resonated with both your answers. I think it was so nice for me to hear that because, for me, it's like, you don't, it's hard to like understand it. Like my kids are younger. And then to understand when you're saying no, or you're somewhere else and then not have that mom guilt, but then to hear like that perspective, it's so, so powerful. Um, but I would, I could talk to you guys for another 45 minutes. But <laughs> I can't. So tell us about your freebie and where to find you and how to work with you.
1: Um, our freebie is on our website. Just go to hustleandgather.com. I can give you, I'll actually, we'll give you the I link. You know what album. our freebie is. So I'm interested too <laughs> <laughs> in the show notes. It's just some leader resources that we have that kind of help you determine what kind of manager you are and for you to kind of look at your team, some um, little appreciation, um, quick tips, and um, for you, just a little uh, cheat sheet for your team. So you kind of know who they are, how they like to be appreciated, and some things that you can say to encourage them.
2: Oh, thank you for that. And then how to Mm -hmm. find you. You can find all our businesses on Instagram as you can find everything on Instagram. So at Hustle and Gather, at the Bradford NC, at anthem.house, at C&D events. And then for our website, (laughs) I know, I know it's ridiculous. (laughs) Uh, It really is. And then um, obviously our website is Mm hustleandgather.com. So
0: cool, cool. This has been an awesome conversation. Thanks. And yeah, thank you for being on. And I can't wait to be on your podcast. Yeah, Yeah. we can't wait either. Thanks for joining me this week on Get a Heck Yes with Carissa Wu. Make sure to follow, subscribe, leave a review, or tell a friend about the show. Take a screenshot and post to IG. Tag me. Also, don't forget to download my free guide on how to become a lead generating machine. See you next time, Wedding Pros.